0: 702 on 92.7 and 106 FM
1: streaming on 702.co.za the 702 app and on TSTV channel 856
0: and as promised we're talking a parenting with our resident parenting expert human potential expert and author a speaker Nikki Bush good morning Nikki Good morning, Rafael So, Nikki, you are proposing something very, very interesting, which is um, a conversation around how parents it can be a source of magic, wonder, and surprise for their children. And uh, you pre- you uh, premised all of this in a fascinating title of how to position yourself as a hero in your child's life story. I imagine, and I can just think back to a four-year-old, five-year-old a filoe on the playground at nursery school and we would be sitting there saying, you know, my daddy can lift this bench, my daddy is stronger than your daddy and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's to- talking about parents and how fantastic they are. What are you proposing here? Why, why set yourself up as a hero in your child's mind?
1: Well, I note that you had a very interesting conversation with Dr. Marlena Kruger just now Mm -hmm. about um, kids and tech. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of competition today. And the world is a very, very big place today because it's both online and offline. Mm And as kids move into puberty earlier and earlier, and 40% of girls are moving into puberty between nine and 10 years of age, uh, and boys also are going into puberty earlier, not quite as early as girls, as soon as they hit puberty, they start looking more to their peer group than to you Mm. for affirmation and for inclusion, and they need to make it with their peer group versus making it with you Mm -hmm. as their parent. So you have a much, much... Shorter, tighter window to establish a relationship with your children and to instill values in your children, a context, a backdrop for their lives. And play is one of the tools that parents actually don't use enough for establishing a deep and memorable relationship with their children. Mm. So play and telling stories and sharing your your life history with your children. So when you talk about, you know, my daddy can do this, my daddy can do that, children do actually dine out on stories about their parents. Mm. And I'll never forget having dinner at a friend's house one evening. We were having a braai, you know, one of those Friday evening braai, all the kids had come straight from school, and they were probably between 10 and 13 years of age. And we were in the middle of eating, and everything was, like, quite quiet yeah. and I went off to the loo and I discovered all the kids sitting in a circle in the entrance hall of this house. Yeah. And they were sharing those exact stories. And it was when my dad was in the army, he did this and this and this. And my mom, that and that and that. You know, they, they listen to us. When they're younger, they are. They are literally sucking up those stories of Mm. our lives Mm. and it adds texture, it adds color, it adds layers and interest Mm. to who you are and not just about you, but they love stories about themselves. Are you sharing stories about your kids and what they've done and how they were and their birth story? That's an interesting story for them. How did they come into the world? You know, at some point, children all ask, how did I get in your tummy? And how (laughs) did I get out of your tummy? And those things are memorable. They're part of their own personal history. And we have to show up. It's how do we show up in the world for our children? what are we doing what are we talking about what are Mm -hmm. we saying what are we playing when we have that alone time that quality time with our children which as you know is rare because we're very busy today
0: you know nikki you know what you're talking about and what you're proposing is sounds simple enough sounds straightforward enough and you know as the words come out of your mouth and hit our eardrums it all just makes sense but exactly to your point there's so much vying for your attention. It is so easy to get caught up or to be caught up and to be distracted. And, and you know, if you took the time to, as you say, tell your child those life stories, you realize that your experiences are worlds apart, not because of the years necessarily, but like developments in technology, for instance, right? You mentioned my conversation um, with Dr. Malina Kruger before you. And the fact that, you know, um, I was making my child laugh about uh, call, boxes <laughs> <and> <laughs> call boxes and call boxes and telecom cards and how you would tell your friends, well, we'll meet, at, we'll meet at the movies on Friday or Sunday at four 4 p.m. and at a designated spot and then you'd wait and to be five minutes and to be 10 minutes and then you'd have to make a call to do I find a call box and find out where they are, you know, just <laughs> just contextualizing life and the changes and maybe the advantages of having been born in the certain time or you know it, it really can be fascinating for children and as you said just
1: brings you so much closer yeah absolutely you know and, and they also get a better understanding of you i think you know think that's so. important yeah. and you know there is something about word of mouth if you think of the african tradition of storytelling mm. that word of mouth there's something about a parent's voice for a child um it might not even be that you're telling them a story about your childhood or about their, you know, their life. If you're sitting in and we, we said, you know, there's so little time, um, we, there's so many distractions. But think about when you are driving. I find the car or whether you're sitting in a bus, a taxi, a train, a car, that is dead time mm-hmm. for the most part. Useful that time. is the time where you, you can choose consciously not to be on your phone while you're with your kids and rather talking to your kids or playing a word game uh, while you're with them. And when your kids are really little, um, telling stories about a scene you're looking at, you're stuck in a traffic jam, Mm. uh, look around you, use the environment to inspire you, and you can tell a story about exactly where you find yourselves right now. Mm. I used to do this when my kids were three, four, five, sitting in the car, and we'd be looking around and I'd say... You know, and you see over there, and you just have to describe what you're seeing. There's a construction site. They're building a shopping center. How many how many cranes can you count? Sure. One two, three. What do cranes do? Those cranes are, are picking up big loads of concrete and bricks. And look what the bricklayers are doing. And you see how the guys are throwing bricks from one to the other. You're bringing your child's attention to what's happening Outside, because if you don't do that, and if you're being boring inside the vehicle, they're going to do one thing and one thing only Mummy, can (laughs) I play on your phone? (laughs) That's exactly what they're going to ask you for because the phone is full of all this entertainment and so many different choices in a way that you just um, aren't, (laughs) Mum. Exactly. It can be far more entertaining and exciting than you. That is the competition we're up against today, is fast-paced entertainment that is in Technicolor, very high definition, uh, with music, night, sounds, action, and it will hold your child's attention because mm. it moves so quickly. So how are you going to step into that space? And I've just been on holiday. Well, I'm still on holiday. It's my last day. Oh I look at you accident. showing off whilst we're hard at work. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a working holiday. It's a working holiday. Sure. Just finished proofreading my my next book that comes out in July yesterday. Looking so forward to reading, reading that. <laughs> yeah. So, Nikki, you know, I mean, essentially,
0: what you, what you're saying is, you know, what you're proposing is this is now the time that parents need to be cognizant of and aware of that you are you're creating and moulding that internal voice in your child's head, right? Um, the 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 voice that, you know, and that uh, reminds them what their values are, what the values of the
1: home are, how they ought to be in the world and who they are. Mm. Yes. Well, I watched a really interesting thing while I've been on holiday because I had another family with me. Sure. It was children between 13 and 17. And one morning I woke up and of course I always come with games and I bought a whole lot of new games to try out to, to do the Tory reviews on this show. Sure. And, and I, I woke up one morning, came downstairs and there was a 13 year old and her dad. Mm-hmm. They'd opened one of the new games. They were working out the rules together and they were so intent and intense together, focused on something else. There were no cell phones around. Mm-hmm. And what I heard, Was not just them working out the game, playing the game. I heard laughter, I heard giggling, and the next thing they had launched into a conversation about her latest report card. Mm. And it flipped from one thing to another. Why? Because she had her dad's 100% attention. He was so focused just on her. How often? Do we have time without the competition of work, devices, Mm -hmm. travel, you know, all that stuff. He was taking the opportunity to just be with her. He was showing up being totally present and paying complete 100% attention and the next thing they got into this serious discussion about her marks mm. but there was, it was not a, I'm going to sit you on the spot now and tell me about your report. Yeah, yeah. It was the flipping into and out of different conversations with no stress, no pressure and that. And I'm sure for me it's the present. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure she was much more receptive to
0: um, talking about her marks in that context than she might have been in, in that sit down that you that you're alluding to, that strict okay, let's deal with your with your report card
1: now. Exactly, because actually what kids don't do well with is what I call the talk. You know, whether (laughs) it's sexuality education, Mm. whether it's let's talk about digital safety, let's talk about your mark. They feel like they're on the spot and then they clam up, they close up, and it's not a natural conversation. So being playful or talking about other stuff before you get into that, Um, you know, can be really, really constructive. And just, um, you know, where do you do these things? So playing games, watching these kids, we gambled at the dining room table. We played new games around a coffee table, all huddled on our knees on the floor. That kind of thing breaks down barriers, your physical posturing and position. And then to, to find these kids taking the games they enjoyed so much, out onto the patio, huddled around a, a, each other on the floor, um, and the comment at the end of the holiday was: "We didn't look at our devices. We didn't think about our devices. We had so much fun. The holiday was not about our devices. And by the way, the mum actually <laughs> took their devices and put them to bed." At night, yeah. no child went to bed with a device, interestingly, yeah. Yeah. and nobody resented it. And when they woke up in the morning, they went straight to a game because they didn't have their devices
0: and I think I think the ultimate sort of cherry on top or point to all of that Nikki is uh, when you don't have the devices to check in on other people um, you're also just more present in the kids are more present in their own lives and there's no comparison about who might possibly be having more fun than I am right and in fact you have everything you need right there yeah
1: whether it's looks whether it's likes whether it's who's having more fun there's no comparison because you're in the moment And you're having to create your own fun by yourself with each other. So it's a connection thing. For me, play is about bridge building and relationship building, let alone all those wonderful skills that we talk about.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, indeed, comparison is the thief of all joy. But uh, speaking of joy, let's uh, get into that toy review. You've got uh, Llama by Amigo Games for us uh, this week.
1: Yes. So I, you know, played with these kids all week and I watched what they kept going back to. And um, the one game they got to before me and learned how to play was this llama game. Mm -hmm. It's well packaged for travel. You know how how much I love a little game that Mm -hmm. you can stick in your handbag. And um, it is for two to six people. So all these kids could play together, which was great. And it's from eight years up sort of follows an Uno play pattern um, where you're discarding your cards, putting a four on a four or... Even the um, numbering and it, kind of reminds me of uh, Uno, the font. Yes, Uno goes one to seven, I think. Yeah. This one goes one to six. And there are these Llama cards, which are like a joker. And when you, when you play a six, the next person who plays, if they've got a Llama, they can play a Llama on a six. And this, the Llama resets you to number one. So then you start playing in ascending order again. One, two, three, four, five, six but the key is to get rid of your llamas because they're worth a lot of penalty points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 basically it's very strategic because you don't want to be left with a lot of cards and you certainly don't want to be left with a llama in your hand. And there are little tokens, you know, those little plastic um, discs. Yes, discs. yes, discs yes. and there's mm-hmm. white discs. If you're left with a llama in your hand, you get a black disc worth, worth 10 points. And if you have any other card, if you've got, say, a four, you get four white discs. And so you're gathering these penalty discs and mm-hmm. at the end of, when, as soon as somebody gets to 40 points, the game is over. And by that time, you've had about four or five rounds of the game. And then you count up how many points you've got. Well, let me tell you, this just captured these kids' imagination completely. Mm-hmm. A simple game that's fast, mm-hmm. um, that really is all about, you know, playing cards in the right sequence. So we're doing sequencing, number sequencing, matching, problem solving. But there's Lovely. actually an enormous amount of strategy in this tiny little box. And it's from Amigo Games. You can find the toy review and videos on nickybush.com. Just put toy review, nikibush toy review sure. in the search window. What's the price and point? you can find it for 224 rand. And the major stockists are Loot, Raru, and Take-A-Lot. And there's a video on how to play. But it's such a fun... Cute game with very very few rules so it's a quick fast game and it does make you think because you can actually choose to freeze your turn if you are in a good place Mm -hmm. instead of playing a turn you can choose to quit quit means you freeze you're not out of the game but it means that when it comes to counting up That you're in a very strategic place, so it's good for thinking, problem solving, and critical thinking. You know how I love those games, defense and strategy too. Absolutely, a game.
0: (laughs) Nikki Bush, thanks so much. We'll chat to Nikki next Saturday, um, just before or next Saturday just after um, the the eight o'clock news.